This podcast was presented by the Miami Rescue Mission Broward Outreach Centers, also known as The Caring Place. www.caringplace.org. Welcome to Mission Possible, the good news program with all the good news and more. Brought to you by the Miami Rescue Mission and Broward Outreach Centers, where caring for the needy, feeding the hungry, and changing lives happens every day. Now here are your hosts for Mission Possible, Ron and Marilyn Brummett. Good morning, South Florida, and welcome to Mission Possible, the good news program brought to you by the Miami Rescue Mission and Broward Outreach Centers. We are known as the Caring Place and have been caring for the homeless and needy here in South Florida since 1922. That's 99 years of seeing lives transformed. Good morning again. I'm Ron Brummett. I happen to be the president, and what an exciting week we had this past week. Uh, this program is called Mission Possible, the good news program, and we're going to have good news today. You know, in all the doom, all the gloom, all the bad press, all the media hype, and certainly there's terrible things happening around our globe and within our communities, but there is still good news taking place. And I've been here uh, over 30 years. I want you to know that I have seen firsthand thousands and thousands of volunteers that have come into our centers in Miami and, and Broward and have done such amazing things, uh, tutoring the men, working with children, doing landscape projects, helping in the kitchen, sorting clothes, doing food drives, toy drives, turkey drives, and so on. And these people that have come uh, could be doing anything. And yet they said, you know something? I want to help someone less fortunate than myself. And that's good news. And it's happening all across our country, all across our community. Or This last Thursday was Give Miami Day. It's hosted by the Miami Foundation. Millions and millions of dollars were raised uh, for over 900 nonprofits locally. Uh, what an amazing day. Uh, we're so grateful for all the supporters and donors and friends of ours that helped us during Give Miami Day. We were able to raise over $117,000 on one day, which is pretty phenomenal, especially with all this happening with COVID and, and with the economy and with uh, people not finding work or not being able to get a, a great job. And so we're just very, 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 very thankful. You know, uh, the, the whole day was full of uh, excitement as far as prizes were given away for certain thresholds. Uh, one one uh, nonprofit did phenomenally well. I don't know how exactly that happened, but it was over $10 million to one uh, nonprofit. I guess that was a private individual. But yet the spirit of giving, and we're in, this, we're in Thanksgiving mode. This is one of the, I guess, heaviest traveled air days in America, uh, Thursday, Wednesday, and then Sunday. And families are getting back together. There's some normalcy in America. Uh, some experts are saying that the levels of travel and people that are will be uh, visiting on Thanksgiving will be pre-COVID level. So we have to make sure we take care of ourselves, do our social distancing and our hand washing and our face uh, mask wearing and all that, because when you're in crowded areas, that's where uh, COVID can spread. But yet we're still getting back uh, to being thankful and for what this nation has meant to so many people and to what has happened in people's lives and even with tremendous loss. And as we end up, this Thursday is Thanksgiving. We are in our Thanksgiving mode push. Yesterday, we took care of over 500 families. Can you imagine 500 families were given boxes of food and, and turkeys, enough food to, to at least have five or six meals out of that for their family. And, and it was a, a lot of work. Uh, a lot of pre-registration. We had it. It was a drive-through event where people didn't have to worry about 
congregating uh, and those people that did not have vehicles we made another way that we had home delivery so we want to be able to bless people we can't do it without the, our supporters we can't do it without you you know my give Miami day was a phenomenal day we've had our Thanksgiving bash and if you haven't made a donation uh, lately uh, maybe you have and we want to thank you for that but if you haven't and you're very very thankful maybe this is the year you can make an honor a gift to honor someone uh, in your life in memory of or just to honor somebody you can go to our website at Karen caringplace.org slash thanksgiving that's caringplace.org slash thanksgiving for two dollars and ten cents uh, you can provide a hot delicious meal and so for twenty one dollars that's ten meals forty two dollars twenty meals and uh, fifty meals one hundred and five dollars and i believe there's someone listening this morning maybe can do five thousand meals or three thousand meals or maybe even blow our all of our minds off and do ten thousand meals and we've had that happen and so i don't want to limit the lord and what he's going to do is releasing generosity throughout the uh, community and within people's hearts you know we are a christian organization uh, about a third of our our funding comes from contracts and government um, um, agreements. About a third comes from people that give us personal donations and about a third comes from what we call gift in kind which is really all the food items that are donated to toy items clothing items and that's millions and millions of dollars by the way and many of those items that we get when you give to us um, uh, financially of course we're going to make sure as much of that dollar that you give to us is going to get into the hands of the homeless I think it's about 88 cents now to every dollar gets to the homeless but also when you give to us with all your clothing uh, your food your your items in your home we'll use them in our centers uh, throughout South Florida but then we also have a thrift store it's located 8700 Northwest 7th Avenue this 8700 Northwest 7th Avenue in Miami it's gorgeous uh, I know I'm, I'm a little prejudiced, but it is just a wonderful store. Prices are so super low. It's even, that's why we call it the bargain barn. It's really a bargain thrift store. And you have clothing, knickknacks, furnishings, uh, just about uh, artwork, uh, just uh, collectibles, just about everything you want to, to, to uh, imagine you could purchase is there. And that is coming from our donors. So when people are moving or maybe someone there's a death in the family or maybe they just want to redo their uh, their house and their furniture, uh, they can get get a hold of us by calling us. Go to our website at caringplace.org, and we'll come out, schedule delivery, uh, pick up rather. We'll pick up your items, and um, we'll use them throughout our centers or in our thrift store. We'll sell them and help. And those money, that money, by the way, that's that's raised in our thrift store goes to help fund our programs. And it's also a place that we have soft skill training for men and women coming through our programs that they can get some kind of job training. Not maybe specifically in a trade, but at least the the soft skills, you know, be on time, have a good attitude, get along with others, you follow directions and so on. So when they get ready to that point and they progress in the in the program where they're going to go out job search, job seeking and, and finding a job, not only will they find one, but they have a better chance of keeping it. You know, for some homeless that come to our through our doors, they're recently homeless. We call them the new homeless. They may have lost a job, maybe got evicted, maybe went through a divorce. Uh, and they they are not they don't have the kind of mental problems or addiction problems that many of the chronic homeless that we serve uh, have. And so they're a little easier to help get up on their bootstraps, get them, pick them back up, get a job, get a place to live, and they can go on and live their life and and be grateful. And then we have others that are uh, on the turnstile. You know, they have they don't keep a job often. 
uh, for very long. They haven't worked maybe in a while. Their, their educational skills are a little lacking. They don't. They lack computer skills. And so we're going to work with a person wherever they are, man or woman, and help them develop the skills they need to become successful in life. And on top of that, uh, we also want people to have a spiritual connectedness to God. You know, we, be, we, we as a Christian organization, we believe that's very important. God has a plan for all of us, a plan to help us, not to harm us. And we want to make sure that people on their own way get connected with God. And that's through all of our centers. And even, even for our donors and our volunteers, we want you to have a faith relationship with, with the Lord. And we rely on him, too. For 99 years, uh, this ministry and this mission has stood the test of time. It stood hurricanes, wars, famines, uh, uh now we have the pandemic behind us and hurricanes and so on. It is really is a testimony to the staying power of what's been, been going on since 1922, where it really started as a real small soup kitchen just to come down to Miami. This, this couple from Ohio, they wanted to help people here. And who would know 99 years later that we would be serving so many people on a daily basis pre-COVID. We were serving around 1,300 people. Now it's around 800 people a day. Uh, we have to make sure in our dorm settings, in our living arrangements, in our buildings that we have the proper distancing. We're still uh, adhering to all CDC guidelines. It may seem like you're seeing more people out and about. I know I am uh, on the highways and on the stores. It seems like things are getting a little bit back to pre-COVID, but we are still being very, very um protective because it'd be so easy in a big building as ours we have in Hollywood and Miami uh, for someone to get infected and that could spread to the building. So we have to be very, 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 very uh, diligent. And also for our volunteers that are coming in, we are accepting our volunteers. Uh, They've been coming in for the last five or six months, uh, increasing their numbers. Pre-COVID numbers was 9,000 volunteers in a year and last year was about 1,700. So we want to encourage people uh, to be safe but also to uh, to take that opportunity to help and serve others. Again, you, there's a couple ways you can help us. First of all, you can help us with our Thanksgiving food drive, uh, meal drive. That's at caringplace.org slash Thanksgiving. And then we also have a food drive that we're doing called Pack to Pantry. So go to caringplace.org. you find out more. Well, God bless you. Thank you for all you do. Have a very, very, very wonderful Thanksgiving this week. And stay tuned right here on News Radio 610 for more Mission Possible. Leanne Navarro here, the Senior Community Development Associate for the Miami Rescue Mission and the Broward Outreach Centers. So excited we have with us today in the studio, Rashad D. Thomas, Regional Director from AT&T. Welcome, Rashad. Thank you so much for joining us in person. Hey. <laughs> no, thank you for having me. I'm uh, extremely honored to be here. Oh, Rashad, I mean, so much to talk about. Um, we are so grateful. I mean, we have been... Um, helped and supported by AT&T for years, you know, and I know you're you're pretty new to AT&T, right? Uh, so it's an honor, a pleasure to have you here with us today. Tell me a little bit about you, Rashad. Awesome. So uh, I'm actually a Miami native. Uh, I grew up in uh, the Liberty City area of Miami. So when, when it came time to connect with the AT&T pioneers, I was extremely excited. Uh, knowing that the AT&T pioneers are all about community and giving back to 
to the community is what I'm all about. Uh, being a Miami native, I worked for uh, Miami-Dade County for almost 20 years. Wow. And uh, when it was time for me to look for uh, other opportunities, I was looking at organizations and companies that I can connect with. And when I looked at AT&T and their mission and the things that they do in the community and how they're all about community. And AT&T Pioneers is just one part of what AT&T is all about. But it was a no-brainer for me. Well, I knew that AT&T was a place that I needed to be to continue to follow my mission of doing work in the community, of giving back to the community and finding ways to ensure that the community was impacted but impacted in a positive way. So to be here uh, with you today uh, at the Miami Rescue Mission uh, as, a, as the regional director for AT&T, I'm extremely honored. Oh, and ex- you know, I remember your excitement, the excitement of your team. Um, we, very recently, I mean, not even a month ago, we hosted an event at our center, but you guys provided pretty much everything. Yes. Tell me about that day, because I know that you were even newer <laughs> on that day. So tell me about that experience. So uh, that was actually my first rewarding day as an AT&T employee. Uh, don't get me wrong. Uh, every day as an AT&T employee has been exciting. But being able to go into the community uh, and hands-on with the AT&T uh, pioneers uh, was exciting. Uh, that day, I didn't have to put on my, my, my dress shirt and, and my <laughs> suit. I was able to dress down. I was able to get my hands dirty. Uh, so it was, it was very exciting and, and rewarding to pack backpacks to ensure that individuals in the community had those uh, uh, um, hygiene uh, uh, items that they need to, to get by on a day-to-day basis. So to be there packing those items and, and making sure that those individuals had what they needed was ex- extremely exciting. And you you did hundreds of bags, okay? And I I came at the end. Uh, you guys were there with the team. Uh, you brought a team. It was a ten fifteen volunteers that came in that day. Yes, uh, there was about 15 volunteers, and, and all 15 of those volunteers are excited yes. to return. They're looking to come back. That's, uh, AT&T is not just about coming in one time, but we're looking to return to make sure that we create that partnership in the community. And see, that that gives me joy because you always want a volunteer to come to our centers to, to do what they do, but then also wanting to come back. Um, Tell me about the experience when you were there with them, because I know you were packing bags with yes. them. OK, how did they feel? How did that make them feel? Oh, it was it was a, it was a family fun environment. Yes. Everybody was rallying together. Everyone. Uh, I think the music was playing and <laughs> everyone was just excited pack, packing the bags, knowing that some good was coming out of everything that was doing. But the AT&T pioneers, uh, uh, when it comes to, to volunteering, this is not new. In 2019, uh, the AT&T pioneers. Uh, actually did 3.1 million volunteer hours with 700,000 of those hours coming from South Florida. Okay, okay. So over 700,000 hours of volunteer service just in Florida alone. I mean, our listeners right now, I want you to think of having to pay, right, for 700,000 hours to an employee, right? So this is why it's so important. The volunteers are their heartbeat, of all the organizations that are helping in our community, right? That's why we love our volunteers so much, yes. right? Because imagine having to pay that in employment, right? Mm-hmm. So we thank you so much for doing that, for getting the team excited, for, for doing it with so big smiles on your faces. I know we gave you a tour that day. We took you around. Uh, we showed you the kitchen, even though you guys were in another side, but we showed you where we serve the meals. We showed you the education center. And one of our... Um, I think it's one of our staff members, or was it a graduate that gave you the tour? Yes, yes. I mean, and to see his excitement. Yes. Uh, <laughs> to hear his story of, of how he started in, in the return and just hearing that he, you know, 
things actually had, you know, went in a, a different direction from him, for him at one point in his life. But to know that he was now back at the Miami Rescue Mission, giving back, was doing great, was excited about an interview that he had recently had and was looking for the new opportunity. Would love to know yeah. if, <laughs> if, if, if uh, the opportunity was, you know, worked out for him or not. But he was excited. And to see uh, the excitement on his face and the excitement of him him giving us the tour and to see uh, uh, the, the gymnasium and, you know, how these guys are preparing to stay healthy and fit. No, it's a lot of great things going on at the Miami Rescue Mission. It's, it's part of our mission. And, and yes, he was a, he is a graduate of the program. And, and this is what, so when volunteers come to us, you know, with, with groups like AT&T and many other organizations that come to us to volunteer on a daily basis, this is what we want to show you, right? We have people that come in broken, homeless, not having a lot of hope, thinking this is the end for me. You know, I'm done. And, and to see how they make the right choices, you know, talking about the health, the education and the transformations that I've seen. Right. But we cannot do it without the help of our community, without the help of our volunteers, our supporters, you know, people in the community that come in and actually make a decision to make a difference. Now, tell me about the pioneers, because you guys have a big birthday. How yes. long have you guys been uh, in existence, the pioneers of AT&T? The pioneers have been in existence for over 110 years. So what? we are actually excited, <laughs> excited to be celebrating our 110 year birthday. Wow. Year. So wow. we're extremely excited about that. And uh, for those who don't know much about the AT&T Pioneers Program, it's a volunteer organization uh, that's formed of active and retired employees uh, that serve, serve the company. And uh, some of the main points that, that the AT&T pioneers focus on is education, military, environmental, health and services, and life enrichment. Everything to give back to our community. And, and you're not new to us. Listen, you guys have been helping us for so long. We do special events. You say yes, we're, we're there. Uh, whenever we ask, I mean, I know you're coming back today with more donations uh, because it wasn't enough for the hundreds of bags that you filled for us on that day with uh, the team. But you're coming back today and, and you guys call me and you're like, we have more donations. Yes. So, I mean, we're, we're super excited because, again, it's all about working together. Right. right? Now, everybody knows about AT. AT&T, right? <laughs> Everybody knows AT&T. You said it before. Global company. Uh, I'm a customer and I love it. Thank you. Um, so tell me if anyone out there, <laughs> how can they find you? What is their website to, to get in contact with AT&T? So everyone knows that uh, they can find AT&T at AT&T.com. But oh. we are also on social media. So we ask that you go to LinkedIn and uh, search AT&T. You go to Facebook and Instagram and, and search AT&T because we want to ensure that our customers are following us uh, on social media, not just looking for, for emails, but to be able to see the, the amazing things that we're doing in the community. So being able to follow AT&T on social media, but if they need to get in contact with us to find out where they, their nearest sales store is at, yes. they can go to AT&T.com. <laughs> Absolutely. And again, I say it with pride. I'm a customer. I love your services. And and I always like to point out to our listeners, um, you can do business with pretty much anyone, right? I mean, we live in a country that we have so many choices and options and things like that. But I feel good doing business with a company that I know that gives so much back into our community, right? I mean, think about anything in life when you're looking for your accountant, when you're looking for your bank, when you're looking for a, you know, a company for your cell phone, for your uh, internet service 
find companies that are giving back to our community, right? Yes. It's a no-brainer because yes. our community needs the love of everyone to work together. Many families struggling uh, with the pandemic, many people yes. losing their jobs. I mean, we have to think what company can we use that would actually be able to I can say it with pride. You know, I, yeah. I deal with AT&T, but you know what? They give so much back to our community. Rashad, we want to wish you the best of luck Thank in this journey. It's you. always a pleasure to have you. I know the pioneers are coming back yes. soon. Promises made, promises kept. Yes, I'm excited. I'm excited. Thank you so much. And for all of our listeners, thank you again for all you do to help others in our community. ATT.com. There you go. Thank you and, for and joining to all us. the listeners that are out there, if they're looking for to, to, to connect with a company that's doing work in the community, that's yeah. all about the community, please join the ATT family. Leon Navarro here, the Senior Community Development Associate for the Miami Rescue Mission and Broward Outreach Centers. I'm so excited. We have on the phone with us today Astrid Dallins. She is a teacher at Ramson Everglades. Welcome, Astrid. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. Oh, my God, Astrid. We're so grateful. I mean, I don't need to tell you how much we love Ramsam Everglades because you guys do so much for so many people in our community. But tell us about what you do for this time of the year to help the homeless in our centers. Well, we started this, I don't even remember how long ago, maybe even back 2008. I remember we had, you know, um, just bring in some donations, uh, and one year I said, well, we need to pinpoint where we want to take these donations, and I used to attend University Baptist Church, and Frank Jacobs started the rescue mission, you know, uh, mission, and I know them, so, and I've been there a couple times and served, so I said, why don't we make them our, you know, point persons to to help organize this uh, food drive, and so we decided that we would do it by homeroom. And that the homerooms would collect instead of just putting one basic collection thing down. And so each year it just got bigger and bigger. And there have been like competitions with between homeroom teachers to see how many things we could collect. And today we sent a truck full of groceries over to you this morning. Did you get them yet? Amazing. I am not in that center today. I'm at the studio but let me tell you, uh, I'm sure they got them already. You guys you always tell you what you got. You please, please tell, tell me, tell me what you sent our well, way. We sent you 442 bags of groceries. What? <laughs> $235 in checks. What? $125 in gift bags. 40. I lost track of 40 of the frozen turkeys, like giant frozen turkeys, and the six plus. I lost track of hams after six. That's amazing. So, it's a full of the truck drivers. I said, how'd we do? And they said, the bins are full. So we were really happy to um, have that's pretty much everyone. We Our campus has 644 students. So if you add that up, it's something from every student and uh, most of the teachers and staff here. That's amazing. Your commitment to those that we serve in the community is, is amazing. And when you mentioned the Jacobs, I mean, the Jacobs, our our former president and his wife. Uh, this is before I came to the mission, and I came to the mission over ten years ago. So, imagine how back you guys go with us. I mean, you guys have given so much to the homeless and hungry in our community, and all that food that you're sending. I mean, we are serving over five hundred families 
just from the community. This has nothing to do with our centers. These are individuals that are low-income families that are struggling, especially now during the pandemic. And Ramsom Everglades is doing such an amazing uh, job by encouraging the teachers, the students to say, you know what? Out of all the blessings we have, we're going to bring a donation for a family that is struggling today. Uh, holidays can be a time of people that are not so happy. We have people that are very happy, but to receive food, to receive joy, the toys that we do for Christmas, you are amazing, Astrid. And I want to thank you. Well, our, mission, our, our mission statement is from Paul Ransom, and the school's been here since 1903, and Ransom Everglades School's mission is to give back more than we take. Yeah, uh, that's like, that's the thing. And so the kids all have that idea in their heads. We have a middle school and an upper school. And when we get to the high school, all the kids have that in their minds, you know, that we want to do that. And then since we've been here since 1903, we want to support the community because it is, you know, we're not a new establishment and neither is the Miami Rescue Mission. And it's just a good, you know, thing that we do. We also try, like, whenever we have the art club, I run the art club, we have a Valentine's card sale and we forward all those things over to all of you as well. So yes, you do. Yes, you do. The more we come out of the pandemic, the more we can do a few other little fundraisers. So. You are amazing. I thank you. We love everyone around some Everglades. What a good example of a, of a school that is committed to help others, taking more than what they receive. I love what you stand for. I love everything you guys do. Continue the great work. We love you, and we cannot wait to see you all again. Thank you for joining us this morning, Astrid. Thank you so much, Leanne. Thank you. Well, we're here with a wonderful person. His name is Howard, and he is here to give his testimony give his story of how God has transformed his life. And I know this is always a part of the program. I hope that everybody does look forward to. I get so many calls. I get so many um, people who will uh, send me an email or a web inquiry and say they just love this part of the program. So first of all, welcome, Howard, to the program. Thank you, Ms. Brown. Well, Howard, you have kind of a dramatic uh, story uh, and let's just pick up maybe in your uh, early adulthood, what first got you off track? My early adulthood, I was sort of placed into the drug, the drug world because I lived in that part of the neighborhood. And I was affiliated with a lot of drug users and dealers. I found myself being on both sides of the track. And I was abusing to a point where I was actually causing drug dealers to lose their money and their drugs. And they made a real attempt to take my life. I was shot 11 times and left for dead. 11 times? I can't even imagine how you survived that. I had an exploratory surgery. I stayed on the table for six hours. I flatlined twice on the table. Mm. And exploratory surgery meant that if it did not work, I would have to wear a colostomy bag for the rest of my life. I lost a foot and a half of my large intestines, a foot and a half of my small intestines, and they had to rebuild my stomach also. And I still couldn't find God at that time. It was only later on in my life when I had another incident with a drug dealer. I was living, I was homeless and living inside a van, and he set my van on fire with me on the inside of it. And when I ran out, because they tried to lock me in, and when I ran out, I had an encounter with him, and he had a big brick. I was on the ground, and what friend of mine hollered, God, no. And I was already beat up almost to unconsciousness. 
and he couldn't hit me with it. It's almost as if an angel just took it out of his hand. And I left there and went to Broward. Now you told me all fair that you heard a voice at that time that yes, said something to you. What it, was that? It told me that I have to change. I have to change. This is the last time. Mm. And I took heed to the voice. So you felt like maybe that was God intervening, saying, I've intervened so many times. I know it was God. Mm. I mean, I lived it. And I know that couldn't only been God because I actually witnessed what happened. Mm -hmm. And I saw that rock come down, then go up. So I know it had to only be an angel that Mm. was protecting me. Mm. And I went up to Broward and I went to see one of my cousins and she took me to my other cousin, which is a pastor. And after talking to him, he was affiliated with the mission. And I talked to one of his deacons, and he was a graduate of the mission. Mm. So he asked me if I wanted to come here to change my life, this would be the supreme place for me to come. Wow. So I've been here at the mission. I am also a graduate of the Miami Rescue Mission. I graduated a full 18-month program as a senior grad, and now I am working full-time at the VA hospital. I'm an emergency room tech at the VA emergency room, and I come in contact with a lot of veterans, and I can't do nothing but give the word of God to them, let them know that God is real. And to all you Gulf War vets, I'm out here to say God bless you, and thanks for such a good job. Well, we're not going to just end the story here because in a few minutes or just a few seconds, I should say, we're going to come back and I want to get more in depth of what really happened while once you came into the Miami Rescue Mission. I mean, now you're a graduate. You're one of those successful alumni that we have out there. But I want to get into more detail as to how you feel while you were here that your life was really dramatically changed. So please don't turn that dial. We're be back in just a moment to hear more in depth of what really happened to Howard. Well, we're back with Howard. He told a dramatic story uh, just a few uh, minutes ago about uh, what has happened in his life. If you're just tuning in, Howard uh, found uh, he was using drugs early in his adulthood, really got off track, uh, was a drug dealer as well as a user. And uh, if you missed the part where he got shot 11 times and died uh, several times on the operating table and gone through some major, major things. But even God didn't get through to you at that time, which is hard to believe. But there was another time when a van was set on fire and you actually saw the hand of God spare your life at that time. So then a friend of yours um, actually brought you to the Miami Rescue Mission. Let's pick up the story right there, Howard. How was those first days as you came into the mission? Well, upon entering, I was afraid because I really didn't know what to look forward to. And as I looked around, I felt the presence, the presence of God. And I noticed a couple of people from the street that I had missed over the years and one of two of them were counselors, mm. Donnell and Mike, especially Mike, because he knows me very well. So you had seen them in their bad time. Yes. But now you see them as counselors here at the mission. Yes. And that really inspired me to want to stay in the program. And then I moved on to the higher phase of the program because I, I'm a very patient person. And I found 
The discipleship part, the Alpha program, was really intense, but that's what I needed. I needed intense recovery. I needed it so bad until I, w- I was willing to go through it twice if I had to. Yet, I wanted to finish what I started, and God gave me the real vision that I really needed to finish what I started. And I went on to do the rest of the 18 months. I finished the high school that we have here, and I got my high school diploma while I was here at the mission. And we have a job search part of the program. I went out and I got a job doing painting during that time. Yet I never stopped being affiliated with the mission. I used to come back and do Bible studies for the old, for the other guys to let them know that this thing really works. I used to do chapel services and I'm back now to let them know that I'm here and I will be a volunteer in the future after I finish the beta program and we'll just move on to that. Wow. So as a successful alumni, um, you know what it is now to hold a job and to be responsible, and yet you're still coming back as a as a su- successful graduate, and you're being able to input, give back of your time uh, to others that are experiencing what you experienced when you first came here. Yes, ma'am. I owed a mission my life. Yes. So nobody could say anything wrong about the mission. I encourage anyone, if you want to contribute to anyone, the mission is the place. Wow. Well, I didn't ask you to say that. So, um, of course, this is a good time for me to say there's so many ways that you can help uh, uh, giving financially, giving of your time to volunteer in all the different ways. And uh, you might meet Howard here if you come and volunteer, uh, if you happen to be here at the same time that he is. Well, Howard, I know you're encouraging somebody that's listening out there. You know, I've had people tell me they have listened to this program in prison. Uh, they have listened to this program on the streets, and of course we have donors and supporters that give um, of their money and of their time and of their talent. Uh, we have so many people that are listening across uh, the spectrum uh, that is out there. And just l- let's say the last thing that you want to say to someone to encourage them that life is not over. I encourage anyone out there with a drug problem and a Christian problem, Christ problem, Try to run Miami Rescue Mission. We have a center for men, women, and children. So just give us a chance if you want to see life from Christ's point of view. Well, God bless you, Howard, for having the courage to share your you. story. Thank you. Wow, what a great testimony from Howard. And, you know, that's what it's all about in our programs in Miami and in Broward. Uh, we're serving hundreds of people every day, thousands of people during the course of a year. But it all comes down to about one life. What was changing that one life? You know, we have women that are f- fleeing domestic violence that are coming to our doors. We have men that maybe you've seen on the streets. They're at the street corner. They're begging. Or maybe they're sleeping on a bus bench. Or maybe they're begging for you at a gas station. Uh, and you, you sometimes you wonder if they can stand there and beg all day long. Can't they get a job? But you don't know the other side of the story. Uh, is that there's mental illness, there's addiction, there's trauma, there's tragedy, there's things that happen in people's lives that they just can't seem to rebound without someone else coming alongside and helping them. So 
Uh, we are doing that faithfully every single day. Uh, for 99 years, we've seen depressions and hurricanes and wars and all sorts of things, but this ministry has stayed strong. You know, I've been here for 30 years, and my predecessors was Dr. Jacobs and Mrs. Jacobs, Maxine Jacobs. Uh, they're still alive and well up in Alabama, for any of you listeners that will remember them. Uh, but they were here for over 35 years, too. So there's a rich history of leadership and of keeping focused on keeping things simple. You know, we, we're here not just to feed the home, homeless and the hungry. Yes, that's important. And we need your help to do that, especially during this Thanksgiving season and the holiday season. Uh, but really, we want them to develop the skills they need to become successful in life. And I've said this for over 30 years. Hope often begins with a meal. And I've seen it happen over and over again. Others will testify to it. Uh, this whole week as we're getting prepared for our, our Thanksgiving festivals. Yesterday, by the way, we had a tremendous, tremendous food, turkey, and food box giveaway. Over 500 families were blessed because of people in the community that came alongside of us, churches, our faith partners, uh, just people in general come, has, have come alongside of us to help us help others. And so we're just a pass-through conduit. You are the ones that are really helping people and changing their lives. And so we're, we had over 500 families, a full turkey um, food box. It's done very, very hygienically and very um, professionally as far as no one getting uh, too close to one another. It was a drive-through. And for those that were around our centers that did not have cars, we made a way for them to get their food also. And, and again, we can't do it without you. So today, uh, maybe you want to honor somebody or have somebody that's in memory of for this Thanksgiving. Go to caringplace.org slash Thanksgiving. That's caringplace.org slash Thanksgiving. For $42, you can provide 20 meals. And I've seen it, like I said earlier, over and over and over. When people come to our centers, maybe it's not just because they want to change in their life. Maybe because they're just hungry. They're tired. They're, they're dirty. They need a change of uh, clothing. They need a shower, some hygiene products. But during that time, you know, you can't, you can't talk to somebody about change when they're hurting or hungry. But once they get something in their stomach and they're looking a little better and they've combed their hair and they smell better and you start defriend, befriending people, our volunteers and our staff, then they can understand, you know, there's more here for me. Maybe, maybe, maybe I can change my life. Maybe this treadmill I'm on, this rat hole that I've dug myself into uh, of using drugs, of trying to get by day by day, I can't even feed myself. Maybe this is the place I need to be. And then people will run into friends, you know, people that they know on the streets. And they'll say, hey, I remember him. He used to do this. And if he can change, I can change. So we do need your support, especially during the fall season. We're going to feed over 250,000 meals. Uh, such a heart, just just so heartwarming to see the community come together and the people that received the food boxes at Thanksgiving and so many moms and so many dads said, you know, if it wasn't for this place, I don't know what we'd do for Thanksgiving. And then we're going to turn around and do it all again in Christmas time when we have our toy drive outreach. So go to caringplace.org slash Thanksgiving. Uh, make a donation a day. Remember, hope often begins with the meal. And I pray that you and your loved ones will have a wonderful, wonderful Thanksgiving. And remember, stay safe, stay healthy, and stay blessed. And tune in next Sunday right here on News Radio 610 WIOD for more Mission Possible. This podcast was presented by the Miami Rescue Mission Broward Outreach Centers, also known as The Caring Place www.caringplace.org.